0: Thanks for tuning in. Want to let you know on September 10th of 2017, the Ballistic Strength Nanaimo Kettleball Gym and the Nanaimo Kettleball Club will be hosting their very first kettleball competition here in Nanaimo, B.C. Uh, this is going to be a two-day event. On Saturday, our local weightlifting club, the Hercules Olympic Weightlifting Club, will be hosting their Island Invitational Uh, weightlifting competition which will prove to be a very large event Um, that will be on saturday on the following sunday is when we will be hosting our kettlebell competition so it's two days of sport lifting we're going to have prizes silent auction other cool stuff like that so don't miss this opportunity make sure you register online at the Uh, host website for the competition that's at www.gripstrength.ca you can also contact me at the email address sully at ballisticstrength.ca in this episode Nanaimo Kettleball Club member Cody Hillis describes how he manages his food prep while working away from home check it out
1: Right from the top? Right from the top. (laughs) Yeah. Instead of adding all that crap. Exactly. (laughs) All
0: All right. So welcome back to Ballistic Strength Radio. Today's topic is going to be food prep, more specifically food prep in challenging environmental situations such as being on a drill. Today I have with me Cody Hillis. He is a...
1: Directional Drilling Supervisor.
0: That's a pretty fancy schmancy title.
1: Oh, the real title is even fancier, but that's the one everyone <laughs> knows me by. I,
0: I always like how uh, the one for window washers, a transparent wall technician. Yeah. <laughs> you got to dress it up. Um, so, just to give you guys a little bit of context, Cody's been um, a ha- uh, long time ago, requested the, the services of Ballistic Strength Nanaimo, uh, my coaching services, as well as nutrition. So, um, we've known each other for what? It's got to be a year now, yeah. at least.
1: Yeah, I'd say.
0: And this has been your occupation since we first met. Yep, six, six years. Six years total that you've been doing
1: this particular job. Th- this particular one, yeah.
0: Okay, so why don't you uh, maybe describe your occupation a little bit?
1: Um, I'm not even sure my wife understands it. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, I'm in charge of well bore placement. We got to drill a well horizontally usually put some turns in it and uh i'm just responsible for getting it where it needs to go so my work takes me all over bc alberta sometimes saskatchewan on the road a lot uh, various accommodations with access to sometimes limited foods
0: okay so i guess everyone can see where this is going um Cody's on the move a lot, not always uh, great access to, uh, doesn't always have access to the foods that he chooses to eat and sometimes is at the mercy of what's available. Um, so what are some of the basic challenges of this job? Um, and we'll start with, you know, the the ones that are unrelated to food more or less. What What's challenging about this job?
1: Uh, the hours. So usually typically it's 12 hour shift sometimes it's more depending on what's going on um you know 24 hours a day um working nights working days uh, whatever i've done up to 60 days in a row in the field stuff like that so it it wears you down and then you got to try and fit in the meal prep and working out and all that stuff on top of there Mm so
0: how do you fit in the working out
1: um, everything cuts into my sleep. So. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> Fortunately, I don't sleep much.
0: Sleep is the expendable component in your in your uh,
1: in your daily priorities. It's pretty much all that's left to give. So.
0: <laughs> okay, and uh, are you able to fit in your workouts at a specific time of day, or does it change morning, evening?
1: Um, at the same time, I just flip the clock twelve hours, depending on if I'm working nights or days. Get up at three o'clock, afternoon or morning, depending and it in me f- before I go to work for six
0: okay and uh, are these really intense workouts or do you have to dial back the intensity to um, compensate for the long hours or
1: I guess it depends on what's been going on lately it's really situation dependent uh, I usually try and keep the intensity up
0: so okay and uh, how long are your workouts normally how, mu- how much time do you have to do this
1: um, well, I guess it depends what you got me programmed for. But uh, I like to try and keep them about an hour. The odd one, it'll run about an hour and 20 if it's a, you know, pretty intense session. Gasser. Yeah.
0: Um, and so a lot of people have trouble just finding time in the day to work out. At least that's what they say. Um, but of course, as as we should all know it's a matter of priorities you know you make time for the things that you decide are important and sometimes that's work and sometimes that's play and sometimes that's things like food prep and training so uh, I mean you're devoting uh... how many hours in the day to work you're devoting about an hour maybe even more to your training um, but of course the food component is the other side of that coin that is going to be dictating your success when it comes to your physical development and overall well-being so how do you fit that
1: in? Um, so the work sites uh, vary greatly. Um, I right now I'm in a really nice camp. I go in that kitchen for for breakfast or dinner, and I can take away four chicken breasts to go, rice, all that stuff. So meal prep isn't isn't an issue. I can just pack what I need and go. Um, usually not that lucky. I'll I'll get a shack with basic basic cooking amenities, and whatever I bring in, I make up. So. That kind of situation. Uh, there's also probably not gym access. Town's an hour, hour and a half away. So I bring my own gym. I got adjustable dumbbells, kettlebells, stuff like that. So uh, I'll just fire chicken in the oven while I'm doing my workout. And by the time my workout's done, my meals for the day are all cooked. Chop them up and take them to work.
0: Okay. So let me get this straight. Some of the locations you go to, there is like a cafeteria. Yes. And food is more or less prepared for you, and you just pack what you want and
1: yeah sometimes i I mean the quality can vary um i've been in some camps where there's almost nothing worth taking out of there right like it's all all noodles and uh, you know
0: (laughs) so what's is there a standard fare for these types of camps
1: Uh, it's all over the place you you can always count on a salad of some sort i guess that's about it salad and cookies (laughs) a meat salad cookie salad (laughs) yeah um lots of uh pork roasts
0: (laughs) okay yeah well pork's fairly inexpensive pretty easy to cook um do you find that there is a particular lack of any particular food on um
1: again it depends on the camp a lot of a lot of times the the trays are pretty thin like everything most things come out of a fryer when you're in the smaller camps this big one I'm in right now is excellent. Like I said, fresh chicken breast, everything's nice. And, you know, you, got, you have healthy alternatives. Where a lot of the times that's not the case.
0: Mm-hmm. And is life a lot easier when you have this particular situation as compared to when you have to bring your own stuff?
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah, it makes life way easier. It's, it's, it's almost like staying in a hotel
0: okay well that is uh helpful and convenient let's actually back up to your training um so you touched on it a little bit there but uh specifically for the times that there is no gym available how do you work out
1: so uh, i mean what is your
0: solution to that
1: my solution to that is just programming around adjustable dumbbells and kettlebells the things available to me body weight exercises stuff like that so i got a pair of dumbbells that go up to 90 pounds you can do a lot with those um you know lower body stuff switch to single-legged things to get it done exactly yeah um kettlebells i also have a fold-up bench in there too so Mm -hmm. um with a little bit of ingenuity you can do a
0: jimmy rigging you can create an incline bench
1: yeah yeah i mean it looks sketchy but it works
0: (laughs) no no catastrophes yet
1: not not yet
0: Okay. Describe the situation when you're working out at the camp. You said that sometimes you have to pretty much work out where all the other guys are hanging out or eating or?
1: Well, recently I was in, it's a four man sleeper. So one end of it has four little bedrooms. You lay in bed and spread your arms. You can touch both walls. And then there's two bathrooms. And then the other end is kind of a communal area with a kitchen where everyone lives and cooks and um being an hour and a half out of town going to the gym wasn't really an option so it's my shack too i decided to inconvenience everyone for an hour a day and
0: so this is a camper
1: that you're actually doing your at? pretty with. much yeah um talked it over with the guys and we agreed on a time where i could have some gym time in there and uh they were cool with it so i was frequently swinging kettlebells or pressing dumbbells behind a guy cooking up a stir fry or something
0: <laughs> and did they schedule their gym time in
1: um pretty sure no one else ever touched any of that stuff in there. <laughs> there was lots of talk, oh yeah, I'm going to hit it up tomorrow, but uh, everything was exactly where I left it when I came back.
0: Right, right. How many guys do you have asking you about the kettlebell?
1: Uh, pretty much everyone who ever sees them. Um, I think I've met maybe two or three people who've genuinely expressed interest and in actually picked the thing up more than just to see how much it weighs
0: yeah and you don't fancy yourself much of a teacher but have you shown them a few things
1: i am not an instructor at all Uh, (laughs) i have shown them some basics and everyone is usually quite surprised at how difficult it is to to get the thing moving
0: yeah for sure well i remember how difficult the 16 kg was when i first started but um you know once you spend some time with it it's it's not as big of a deal
1: and No, I I think the biggest thing that I see, again, not an instructor, but anyone who picks it up, and I try and show them it's the fluidity of the movements, trying to pick that up. Everyone's um, very robotic-like.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, so you work out in a camper. Why can't you go outside?
1: I suppose that situation I did look at going outside, building a little platform out of some... uh, some boards around location but uh the weather and the mud and uh again having the rig crew as an audience like (laughs) (laughs) yeah it did work but you know it's uh it wasn't a practical solution at the time
0: okay fair enough um having your own privacy to work out sometimes that's an advantage too
1: yeah yeah (laughs)
0: You don't want to be the spectacle. No, no, you'd, especially you'd if be you the screw guy, up. you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, do you now? For all of that, taking all that into account, your food prep and your training, um, do, are you sometimes considered maybe a bit of an odd duck just because you have these things that you try to do and and uh, this kind of lifestyle that you try to adhere to that may be different than most of the other guys in your camp? Do you kind of feel like the odd man out? or does it
1: not really if anything uh, people have expressed a lot of interest in it like uh, I've handed out your contact information a lot I don't know how many emails you received I'm guessing zero maybe one Rich just Rich yeah okay Uh, there's others who similar situation they got the draft they just haven't hit sand yeah Uh,
0: and you can tell with Rich that um, he already had the right mentality to begin with and uh, I'm just helping him along
1: yeah yeah, sometimes guys. I mean, they know what they got to do. They just need a little push in the right direction.
0: For sure. Okay. So um, any other toys that you use, uh, you know, for your workouts that have kind of changed the game for you? Or
1: I'm a big fan of the club bells. Okay. Um, they've really helped with shoulder mobility, stability, um, small, convenient, portable. Pretty much whip those things out anywhere.
0: Okay. Right on. Uh, so coming back around to the food, now you can pretty much eat the same thing every day. I, I'm you're
1: of that that type. I'm like a dog in that regard, I guess.
0: <laughs> okay. So now a lot of people who I find who tend to have trouble getting on some sort of uh, meal prep program or any type of uh, structured food program tend to get really apprehensive about the fact that they feel like they're going to be restricted there's this illusion of not having a choice there because you're getting on a program um but in reality you can be as flexible as you want really but for those people it tends to be a bit harder because they feel like they have to eat the same thing every day but they don't really so i guess you have an advantage in that respect that you just don't
1: really care yeah i don't so it's good but at
0: the same time we incorporate a lot of flexibility into your diet and one of those things is so when you need to prepare your food on your own and you don't have the luxury of a cafeteria you have to find ways to cook your food and sometimes you don't always have a stovetop right
1: no so that's presented a challenge trying to figure out how i can prepare my meals in situations where there is no cooking facilities right so uh, that $15 rice cooker is worth its weight in gold. I've made everything in that.
0: <laughs> Give us some examples of what you made in a rice cooker.
1: Well, your chili slow cooker recipe. Uh, my rice cooker is also a slow cooker now, apparently. Um, <laughs> I've, I've baked in it. Uh, I've made chicken in it. Uh, pretty much anything that requires temperature, that rice cooker's done. <laughs> it just uh, takes a little experimentation and uh, I guess a little bravery.
0: For sure, yeah. Um, And a lot of people wouldn't know that, but yeah, pretty much anything that requires temperature, I mean, you can do it with a rice cooker. It's just a pot. It creates heat. Um, And they're not terribly expensive. Uh, Not the most portable, per se. I mean, they got some awkward bulk to them but at the same time if you're packing it in your gear you can stuff 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 inside it i suppose
1: right so space in the truck is at a premium so i gotta look at things and say okay given its size what can this do for me and that rice cooker yeah it's kind of large and awkward but um it's versatility more than makes up for its displacement in the truck mm-hmm. it's uh, it's my go-to tool
0: okay do you have any words of wisdom or advice for getting started on a meal prep type program what sort of are the most common problems that you have found trying to get that started and uh, maybe some eureka moments you've had and that have made life
1: easier um just get everything done in the morning like before i go to work i leave the house when i'm at home all my food it's it's prepared in containers, ready to go for the entire day, so I'm never you know caught with my pants on. Oh, hey, it's lunchtime. I got nothing to eat. I'll just swing through the drive-through, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's a pretty common trap. So I'm that weirdo who's always got a bag of food in the car or at work, and but uh, you never stray from the path that way.
0: Would you say you see many food mistakes by uh, some of your other coworkers?
1: Oh, well, yeah. Um I see a lot of people bulking in the winter time, which consists of eating four or five pieces of cake after dinner <laughs> in camp. Some bricks of cheese. <laughs> yeah. It's bulking season. Oh, all right. That's how that works.
0: Or is it hibernation season? Yeah. <laughs> Get fat for the winter.
1: Yeah, yeah. The grizzlies are bulking too, I guess.
0: Okay. And as far as like portioning, food prep, overall food choices anything else that you can
1: think of um no the part that i really struggled with for a while was my travel days so i'd be looking at 12 16 hours of driving or you know a couple flights and then six eight hours of driving right so Mm -hmm. it's pretty easy to fall down in that regard um But I have learned to eat cold chicken out of Ziploc bags and such on the road.
0: And you Uh, have a name for that, right?
1: It's pocket chicken. Pocket chicken. (laughs) Just line
0: your pockets with Ziploc and stick some chicken in there.
1: Well, it's a carryover from work because sometimes I'll be up on the rig almost the entire shift, right? So I'll just just stuff my pockets full of my meals and (laughs) snack as required. Now,
0: is this just bare bones rice cooker chicken or how do you how do you flavor your foods what's going on there
1: yeah that's uh whatever spice i find in the back of my truck and a pretty standard bake
0: (laughs) (laughs) but you've been a fan of some of the uh extracts or emulsions or like what sort of other things are you using to add some flair to your food
1: oh uh speaking of those emulsions the protein powder how trick there has been of immense help because you know typically a guy wants a little bit of variety there um and again space being at a premium i can't pack mm-hmm. you know five three five pound tubs so protein powder so one thing of vanilla plus three four emulsions good to go
0: yeah and so just in case people don't understand quite what we're talking about um emulsions same idea as extracts. Emulsions tend to be better suited for baking, so I guess they're a little more um, concentrated and heat-resistant, but they're basically flavor as extracts. You can uh, you know, go to your local uh, bulk food item store, and you can find blueberry, strawberry, coconut, hazelnut, all sorts of different things. So... Um, if you're anything like me, I just like to buy regular vanilla protein and I'll use it in any manner of situation. I, I actually surprisingly drink very little of my way. I'm usually now if I do drink, it's going to be in a smoothie. So that could be a berry smoothie. It could be a, uh, cocoa powder smoothie type thing. It could be any variety of those things, but then I'll usually be putting it in my protein bakes is how I'll often use it. And of course I'll make protein ice cream, um, which is a mainstay in my personal diet. (laughs) Uh, so being that, you know, if you're, if to save money, it's handy just to get, you know, the vanilla protein and then have these different emulsions or things that you can change the flavor, um, so that you don't get bored or sick of this necessity per se that you're trying to get into your daily diet. Do you agree with that?
1: Yes. Yes. (laughs) Uh, pretty much everyone at work is, seen me making that cocktail hey what the heck is that well hey check this out and everyone's heading to bulk barn so it's uh it's a good little trick
0: right on now one thing you haven't actually gotten your hands on yet much to your dismay is an adjustable kettlebell yes (laughs) trying to track down the adjustable kettlebell
1: yeah i got room in my portable gym there for two bells and i currently have a 16 and a 20. And I have been to a camp that did have uh, pairs of the 16, but they were, uh, I, I don't know. The cast
0: know. iron ones? The black ones? Yeah,
1: with, with the, the enamel oh, the coating ones? all all okay. all the way, all over the handles, right? Well, it's, well oh. I'll, I'll try to set a double long cycle. And I mean, first couple of reps, those handles clanging. There's enamel chips flying everywhere. Better put these down and walk <laughs> away before anyone <laughs> sees me. <laughs> so i get an Oopsie. adjustable i could replace one of the ones in the truck and then i'd be good to go uh, back ordered still though yeah i've been patiently waiting
0: <laughs> um have you had any other ideas for uh training implements that you could use bands weight vest sandbags
1: uh, i've looked at the vests um haven't implemented it yet i haven't haven't really found the need uh i have been in a pretty awesome camp for coming on a year now i mean coming and going but coming back to that you know two-story gym in that place um uh, there's much a guy needs
0: what is in that gym exactly now i've seen this is the one i've seen pictures of right
1: yeah yeah okay, and i was pretty the, impressed Describe there's this everything gym. uh there's a couple lifting platforms uh, a few sets of bumper plates pretty much any machine you'd find at any other gym uh there's got to be two dozen forms of cardio machines, ellipticals, treadmills, stuff like that. Then there's basketball court. We uh, play floor hockey there, stuff like that. Sweet. It's uh, it's quite the operation. So mm-hmm. uh, once I get kicked out of there, I'm sure I'll be hunting a little harder for for other exercise equipment. But while I'm there, I think I'm good.
0: Yeah. Right on. Okay. Now, um, you've done a few competitions thus far, so to speak. Well, you've done the kettlebell pentathlon Mm -hmm. that uh, was held in Victoria um, by uh, Linda Gilmore from uh, Iron Bell uh, Fitness. And you also did the recent um, OKC Vancouver uh, of the International Series, the OKC, um, one of their competitions that was held in Richmond at the Richmond Oval Uh, where you did 16 kg snatch as well as double 16 long cycle Were
1: Mm -hmm. you happy
0: with your performance
1: um the long cycle i was that was a new pr uh totally choked on the snatch (laughs) but i guess those things happen uh there's only one way to go from there and that's improve, right so
0: it is yeah and snatch tends to be the bane of many people's existence until you kind of find your your groove and uh you figure it out for you
1: yeah and well in in training like i'd hit hit the same numbers pretty much every time all the time and uh you know i saw like a 30 40 reduction there so
0: i've historically shit about that, the bed at the okc meets um but this past time i did pretty well uh now your next competition what's that going to be is that going to be in uh july in moose jaw
1: july 22nd i believe Yeah, something like that. First time ever being there. Everyone says there's all kinds of stuff to do. It's
0: some pretty neat stuff. They've got, like, the underground bootlegging uh, tour stuff, and uh, they do, like, a dramatization of that. Rachel and I did that last time, so that was pretty cool. Hmm. Um, But I can't really think of anything else. It's not a bad town
1: at all. There's a big moose.
0: There is a big moose. Yeah, it's right by... uh, the facility, actually, that we'll be training out of in July, so or lifting out of, anyway. So, uh, yeah, you can check the moose out, and uh, the bustling metropolis that Moose Jaw is. Maybe do some high roller shopping.
1: <laughs> so that's coming
0: up right away, too. It is coming up right away, so how is your training going for that? Um, it's... Pre- it's- pretty challenging because you don't have double (laughs) 16s
1: with you no i don't um been doing the one arm 20 that's been going all right so we'll see how that translates to doubles in a little over a month i guess
0: well your doubles look very good especially for vancouver that was your first time out really and uh it was really quite spectacular it was awesome and you got pretty high numbers i mean were did you hit 80 86 86 yeah so that's a pretty good pace and it looked good
1: yeah I was done at 70 but I owed you (laughs) I owed you 15 more and I gave you a little tip on top of that on (laughs) your face it was uh yeah it was it was more a look of like just don't puke or pass out in front of all these people so
0: (laughs) or don't watch the bells of the judges (laughs) yeah
1: yeah yeah I made it without falling over or barfing all over the platform, so it was a good day.
0: Right on. Do you have a uh, a goal set for nationals? Uh, Probably you you could try and push 90. I think that's doable. I mean, your training's been, you know, again, you're between a rock and a hard place as far as that goes. So, but um, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. No. What about snatch?
1: Uh, I'd like to finally hit 200 there. That's uh, been coming real close in all my practice sets, but never quite hit it. Mm-hmm. I guess I got to hit, hit 260 in training for my 30% reduction. So I'll hit my 200 in a competition.
0: <laughs> That's a pretty solid plan. Um, no, we'll figure it out. We'll get you doing some long single arm sets. And
1: I'm blaming the humidity in Vancouver. That
0: seems to be always what gets me. <laughs> Because when the sun comes into that uh, room, it's I don't know.
1: Oh my goodness! You start
0: sweating. The handle belt, the handle starts slipping. So it's not too much fun. But uh, then in September, uh, ballistic strength in Nanaimo and the Nanaimo kettlebell club will we'll be hosting the grip strength kettlebell competition over at Island Optimal Health and Performance down on Dufferin Street here in Nanaimo. That's going to be uh, September. Uh, 10th on the Sunday. The Saturday just before is going to be the um, Island Invitational Olympic Weightlifting Championship hosted by the Hercules Weightlifting Club. So it's going to be a weekend of sport lifting. It's going to be pretty awesome. Uh, lots of talent from far and wide. Uh, we're hoping that uh, a lot of people choose our competition to show up to and show their skills, um, particularly the Canadian talent. As we lead up to worlds, IUKL worlds in South Korea, which I know Cody's thinking
1: about. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that'd be a cool trip.
0: Yeah. Um, So do you think you might be able to make that one?
1: I haven't even thought that far ahead. I usually live my life one hitch at a time. So two weeks into the future is as far as I plan generally.
0: All right. Well, mark it down on your calendar because it's coming up. And uh, it should be a great great event. We're getting a bunch of sponsors. We're we're looking for prizes for all the top podium spots and stuff like that. So we want to make sure the lifters get what they deserve for putting in their hard work. Anyways, I hope uh, our listeners have found this discussion helpful. Uh, Maybe given them a little bit of perspective. And uh, it just goes to show that with a little ingenuity, you can make even the most difficult situations work for you if uh if you find yourself in that place so cody do you have uh, any last words any last remarks any last words of wisdom that you can give to people who are maybe having trouble with their meal prep
1: um the biggest thing that stuck with me is have a plan you always got a plan for the day if you don't you're you're gonna have a very difficult time succeeding so um just get it out of the way first thing in the morning just make it part of your routine Mm-hmm. Uh, it's worked for me it's worked for a few other people i've met who've had the same issues so
0: right on well cody i uh, thank you for uh joining me today and uh maybe we'll have you uh, on again in the future we'll uh catch up with some more uh, of your training progress etc cetera, etc cetera. but uh yeah thanks for coming in
1: all right thanks for having me
0: all right we'll see you guys next time